0: In a small village just 31 miles south of the Arctic Circle, a group of teenage Inuit girls must fight off an alien invasion. I watch Slashback in this Slasher Sports Cinema. They will say that I have shed innocent blood. What's blood for, if not for shedding? We all go a little mad sometimes. God, it knows I'm here. having to get you, Barbara. Thank you very much for joining me on Slasher Sports Cinema. I'm your host, Billy Graves. And first and foremost, I want to ask you to like, subscribe, comment. I love hearing from you guys. The feedback is sometimes overwhelming. Overwhelming in... That I want to argue with your opinions sometimes. You'll tell me that a movie wasn't so good, and I've got to explain to you why it was. Because if it wasn't, I want have talk about it. It's not true. Sometimes I like to tear into one. But not often. If I'm suggesting a film, it's usually because it was really good. And not often am I going to tell you to go watch a bad movie. Although there are some. I just talked about one. I believe it was... Danger or Beware Children at Play. I always get them mixed up. I want to say Danger Children at Play, but it was Beware Children at Play. Do the same thing with that film as I do with The Cult and The Cure. Always get the names mixed up. Anyway, we're here to talk about a film, like I just said, with some indigenous representation that we don't really get a lot in horror and when we do, it's one of those weird spiritual things because I don't know for whatever reason, the, the, you know, the filmmakers always want this stoic soothsayer of an indigenous man to predict the future. But no, this one—it's called Slashback. It has your everyday teenagers, and uh, I want to say it's. Stranger Things meets The Thing, but it doesn't rip off either film. Now, I filmed this one on Shudder. It was released back in June of 2022, but it was recently added to Shudder. And that's the first place I go. Shudder where I get my first dip into movie reviews. And if I don't find anything specifically there, I'll branch off into Hulu, maybe Netflix, maybe Tubi. I like Tubi a lot. But this film was directed by Naila Inuksuk. And let me go ahead and tell you. um, This this, uh, podcast episode is going to be full of probable mispronunciations. Um, And that is solely on me. Solely on me. It's very important to me that I get names correct. And if... Nyla, if I'm saying the last name incorrectly, do what you will. I apologize in advance. But Nyla Inuksuk directed this one. She's known for some short films. uh, Stories from Our Land 1 and 2. Breaths. uh, Future History. It's a three-part documentary. I don't want to call it a docu-series. It's not necessarily a series, but a mini-series. We'll call it a documentary mini-series. Tells a lot of stories from, uh, I don't know if it's the Inuit uh, community, but definitely indigenous stories that need to be told. And uh, she also does a lot of big work in virtual reality. That's something I need to get more into because it's not really a medium that it really occurs to me that would, you know, have a lot of content. Hmm. But it, this one was co-written by Nyla and Ryan Cavan. Do might know Ryan Cavan from uh, The Bumblebee Man, um, Judgment of an Incensed Prince, The Secret of Goat. Um some, some good stuff there. Good writing, first of all. I mean, the, the, he's a he's a very solid screenwriter. Uh, it stars some young. Uh, it's got a very young cast. Okay, Tassiana Shirley. Um, this is Tassiana's first official acting credit to my knowledge, or at least IMDb says so. Um, she's the leader of this gang. Okay, this is, she is the uh, the Finn Wolfhard if. Uh, if I may, of, of this group. And, you know, her co star, Knowledge Ellsworth, also her first credit or her first acting role. I feel like, you know, the, the talent pool within the Inuit community is probably not very deep. There are only 150,000 Inuit in the world. In the world. I don't know how many are in Canada, but. How many could have possibly gone into acting, right? And and these ladies maybe not have gone into acting if not for the situation presenting itself. I think they've done a great job here. Um, But they did have some seasoned actors to help anchor down the film. Get everybody through it seamlessly. Some good experience. And who better to work with than Christian Brooms? Uh, and Sean Benson, too. I mean, these guys are 2 seasoned actors. Tons of TV for for Sean. I believe um, Christian may have been in Orphan Black, which is a, is a favorite of mine. Um, He's done a lot of TV. But, you know, Nala, Nala Joss Ellsworth is uh, the co-star here. And uh, she's got the the hilarious line and I'm, I'm going to misquote it, but she, she tells the boy, maybe they'll get tired of country food and want a bite of your bald little weenie. Who wrote that line? Was that you, Kevin? Or was that you, Nyla? Oh no. Cause it's freaking hilarious. It is hilarious. But you know, despite their ages and inexperience in acting, Uh, The cast really does benefit from a well-told story. Very well-told story. And you get the perspective of the Inuit people in this, I don't want to call it a harbor town, but a seaside town. Um, Lots of fishermen. A little bit of poverty in this town. I don't want to call it poverty because it's not fair to say that. You have, you know, some of the girls are, or especially Nala's character, is uh, very happy in, in Peng. Peng is the, the town where they live. But the others, you know, they're not so happy. That's probably, you know, partially due to teenage anxiety or, you know, wanting for more. But this is very much a friendship movie. Friendship among women, young women. Little girls, I mean, and you know they're they're doing their thing. They're trying, they're getting by as best they can. You know that Tatiana's character isn't happy with the way life is. She's kind of ashamed of her of her father, who's a fisherman. She kind of wants to get out of his, uh, you know, out from under his thumb, I guess. But let's jump to the cold open. Actually, no, let me back up real quick. The score for this film. I really like the score for this film because you've got the, um, the opening, the opening you're going to see, or you're going to hear the, uh, the traditional throat singing. I don't know what that's called, but it's pretty much indicative of, you know, the, uh, I don't want to say the Inuits, but definitely the Northern indigenous people. Or at least that's, you know, in my experience where I've heard that from. This film is steeped in in Inuit tradition without shoving it down your throat as a social commentary. However, the commentary is there. Okay, so look a little deeper when you watch this film. Nothing, None of this is should be taken at face value, but it can be taken at face value, if you know what I mean. And I hope you do. Well, let's jump to that cold open. Okay, we've got a man who's attacked in the snow by a creature who's hiding in the snow. Um, he's kind of pulled toward the ground before squashing his grape. That's where I get the uh, the shades of the thing because it's it's a creature, not really not really something you can identify. Okay, and there's a little bit of a little bit of shape shifting or form taking, maybe inhabiting the bodies. Some animals, gruesome at times, but you know when we meet the the main characters here in the, in the Inuit community, all with different experiences, um, like they're normal teens. Because, I mean, when we meet Nala's character, she's basically swindling a little girl out of fifteen dollars. Uh, with a promise of being able to to use her cell phone when she tops up the the credit on it, and she promises, "Hey, you, yeah, you can use it sometimes when I'm when I'm near you and I'm on a break." Typical stuff, but then they're not so typical because every one of these girls <laughs> seems to be a marksman with a rifle. And actually, it's not every one of them. It's Nala's character and Tatiana's character. Uh, both crack shot with a rifle. And that just kind of speaks to life in pain. And that is not every teenager where I am. And I am in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, there are some teenagers who will absolutely, um, you know, shoot the lights out. No problem. But, you know, it, it's not typical. But this film it does paint a picture of what life is. For the typical Inuit team, and it's worth paying attention to. But um, you know, just like in the cold open, it seems like the creatures are affecting the animals. These these foreign creatures, uh, the antagonists, if you will, they're affecting the animals on the mainland. Okay, polar bears, uh, deer, etc. And Uki, who is played by Nala, she's on it before anyone. Um, but no one really believes what she's saying. Why? Because it's already a bullshit story. She was, or, you know, she, or there was already a bullshit story. She's telling tales of, you know, traditional Inuit tales, you know, tales not unlike the ones that maybe our parents or grandparents would have told us when we don't need to go into a specific room in the house or don't need to wander too far away. Maybe there's some innocent, you know, innocent man in town who uh, is said to to steal up little kids if they get too close to his house. When really, it's just too far from your own house. Kind of gives bad reputations that way. But. Yeah, you've got these creatures just affecting everyone and nobody believes Uki. For that reason, she likes to tell those tales. She believes them, but she likes to tell them. But you know, the big problem becomes bigger when this alien creature, what seems to be a parasite of some sort, uh, it migrates hosts and goes from polar bear and deer to local humans. And what makes it worse is we already aren't too fond of these local humans because one of the local humans, whose body, this parasite inhabits is a local policeman who's kind of picking on the kids you know one for not wearing a helmet but you could tell he was there to just start trouble and be a bully so you don't like him already and it's it's not uncommon for folks maybe living on a reservation to have outside police come on to the reservation Pushing their weight around. Knowing they have no jurisdiction. You've seen it. I've seen it. My experience only. Don't hold slasher sports. Responsible for. Being a cop hater. Or anything like that. But you know. In a Night of a Living Dead type situation. uh, Micah. Who's played by. um, Tassiana. Uki. Played by Nala. And their friends. Um, and younger siblings, they kind of fortify in the, in a freight container. Um, and then they got to start planning on survival, right? They're calling for help. They're not getting help. The help that does come, well, it gets taken care of too. You know, earlier in the film, you got a good cop, bad cop situation. Well, bad cop is the one who gets it while good cop comes to help, and then ultimately gets it. Not cool. But this story does run through Micah and Uki. They carry the story. However, the entire cast is is strong for being inexperienced. Now, if you come into this film expecting The Godfather, you're going to be obviously taken aback because the inexperience in acting does show, however, it is light years above what it could be. This is a perfect first project for a lot of these young ladies. And I think we're going to see more of them. I hope we see more of them. They all have faces of being stars. Okay. And they're fun. They're funny. Especially Nala. I really like Nala's... Uh, her, her lines are really funny in this film. But again, watch this one on Shudder. Have a good time with it. Come back, comment on, on this video. I want to know what you think about it. I was really happy with it. Solid seven of a film out of ten. I don't know if that's fair. I mean, we're talking about budget. We're talking about experience. Sometimes you make a film... To highlight stars. Sometimes you highlight stars. And you can tell your story too. Sometimes a film is just made to tell a story. And I think that's what Slashback was made to do. And it did it well. And I had fun following along. So again. Find this one on Shudder. You know more important than you know, Meryl Streep-level acting or Michael Bay-level explosions or M. Night Shyamalan suspense is not only the character representation of the Inuit people and the indigenous people in general, but also the vocabulary, the behaviors, you know, the way of life. Even a simpleton like myself can appreciate that. Now, I'm no wokester. I'm not virtue signaling. I want to see horror from points of view of different people and communities. And Nyla Inuksu, I thank you very much for presenting that in a pure form. Your cast was fun. Your cast didn't take it too seriously. You got a group of badass little chicks there in your in your film great cast great crew had a lot of fun with it so please like comment subscribe to this podcast and or channel and uh, help take slasher sports similar to the top of the charts i want to keep cranking out episodes with what you might enjoy seeing until next time may you drink the blood of your enemies from the skulls of their children But you can't use that can i could Easy. Let me shoot them. I'm what, the what is it? Bear. Are oh, you guys? Yeah. Told ya, I'm a good shot. This place is like a ghost town. Peng, what other crap hole are you living in? I think Peng is awesome. What's up? What's up? TNT. He's only TNT because he's the bomb. <laughs> Came here to hunt us. But what they don't know is that we're the best hunters there is. Let's go hunting. I liked him first. He was talking to me. Fine! Can we go back to hunting a blood-sucking alien?